Welcome to another episode of the Mahoney Advanced Training Podcast. Once again, this is going to be a hybrid episode where we're giving you tips and tricks to make you more efficient and effective in the weight room, the boardroom, and on a football field. And we're going to give a recap of what happened at this week's challenge competition. Okay, so tip number one is an exercise tip. This one is for Pete Amorosi. Why Pete Amorosi? Because I know that he loves and excels at band power folds. So what's a band power fold? You wrap a band around a pole. Or you take a band, I should say, you wrap it around a pole, you walk away from that pole, you put your arms out in front of you holding that band, and you brace your core and your entire body. You squeeze your hands together, you brace everything you got so that that band doesn't rip you back into that pole and slingshot you across the gym like a ragdoll. Okay? But now, this is the tip of the week. This is taking it to the next level. What you're going to do instead of just holding that band out in front of you, you're going to take your hands and you're going to shake them up and down as fast as you possibly can for three to five seconds. And then, when you're done, you're going to then just keep your hands stable right in front of you. And what you're going to see is that when you stop shaking that band, the band is still going to be oscillating up and down like a guitar string, right? Now, not only are you having anti-rotational uh, work where you're trying to not get sling- slingshotted back into the pole, but now you're also, because that's going left to right, right? It's a, this left to right movement. But now that band is also moving up and down, so you have to stabilize it so that the band doesn't move your arms up and down. So now you're working in different planes of motion. When, when that band stops shaking, and don't, do, don't move an inch until that band stops shaking, but when that band stops shaking, then I want you to repeat the same type of movement instead of going up and down, then go at a 45-degree angle, and then stop and hold it and wait for that band to stop shaking. Give it a shot. Trust me. Well, I'm, I'm already know. You're going to tell me this thing is awesome. We've taken your band power folds to the next level, but let me know how you do. I'm, I'm pumped up to hear about it. Okay, tip number two. Tip number two is a quote that I'm thinking about. Here it is. Even the finest sword plunged into salt water will eventually rust. I'll say it again. Even the finest sword plunged into salt water will eventually rust. So what does that mean? To me, it means you take, if you take the right person and put them in the wrong environment, they're going to become the wrong person or they're going to have the the wrong outcome. So you take a a good coach, you put him with a bad program, he's going to become a bad coach. You take a good kid, you put him with a, a bad bunch of kids, he's going to become a bad kid. You take a good worker, you put him on a bad project, he's going to have a bad outcome. So you really want to take the right people and put them in the right spot so they can be as effective as possible. Or if you're a person, and you're say you're a coach, or you're an employee, if you're looking for a job, well, you got to find the right environment where you are going to thrive. So again, even the finest sword plunged into salt water will eventually rust. There's a million ways to take this quote. You could take it how you want it, but (laughs) that's the way I took it. Okay, tip number three. Tip number three, it's a productivity tip. So if you are having a hard time making a decision, and this one was inspired by a conversation that I had with, with a guy in our program today. He's looking to make a, potentially make a major career change, and he's torn up. He doesn't know what to do. He's trying to weigh out his options. He's trying to weigh out these options and see when he weighs out those options, which job actually comes out on top? Well, I have a tool that I used to help pick my wedding hall with my wife 14 years ago that I continue to use over and over again that helps me separate logic and emotion and helps me weigh out multiple criteria. Because when you start, say you had a list with pluses and minuses, right? The problem with the plus or minus list is that everything apparently has the same weight. So if you have six things on the left on the pluses and six things on the right that are minuses, well, then it's a wash, right? So what this tool is going to do, 
and it's going to be very hard to explain the tools. I'm just going to say if you want it, reach out to me and I will send you this tool. But what the tool does is it forces you to rank, like prioritize how how important things really are to you. So for example, if you say, look, uh, I'm debating between these two jobs, one's 20 minutes away, one's an hour away. Uh, one pays me $80,000 a year, the other one pays me $150,000 a year. One gives me four weeks vacation, one gives me uh, 10 weeks vacation, right? Like you could say all those things, but which one's really the most important to you? Is it the vacation time? Is it the commute? Is it the pay? Is it your camaraderie? Uh, what are the most important things to you and r how you need to rank them? So what this tool does is it forces you to rank those important things. And then for each job that you're looking at, and it doesn't have to be two, this stuff, you know, it's usually doesn't have to be an either or. It could be, ooh, I'm looking at job one. I'm looking at job two. Maybe option three is a hybrid. I don't know. It's up to you. You're, this is the stuff you're working out. But after you rank the importance of stuff, then you see how well each job fits into each of those categories. So f a quick example is commute. For me, uh, you know, a 10-minute commute, that rates a, a 10 out of 10. An hour commute, that rates a 1 out of 10. Well, the job uh, jobs I want, they're going to try to try and get that 10 out of 10. So you rate job number 1. Ooh, that's a 15-minute commute. That's a, that's a 9. Job number 2, that's a two-hour commute that rates a one. And now you just keep working your way along this tool. There's a formula involved, but at the end, it spits out a number for each of the choices that you're going to make. Job number one, job number two, versus job number three. And whichever one gets the highest score, that's the decision that you should be making. Now, if you go through all of that and you realize that the score isn't what you want it to be, the thing is not a failure. The exercise in and of itself is great because it's forcing you again to prioritize because all things do not have the same weight in priority. I'll give you a bonus tip here because this was part of the conversation, but if you are really trying to consider uh, where you're going to work, it's been said that there are three things to make you feel that that would really make you happy in the job that you have. Autonomy, mastery, and purpose. I'll say that again. Autonomy, mastery, and purpose. So what's autonomy? Autonomy means you can go into work and people aren't going to be looking over your shoulder and telling you everything you need to do and judging you. Autonomy means you get to basically do what you want, when you want to do it, how you want to do it. You have the freedom to do it because you're trusted and because you, you, know, you're, you don't need to be watched over to do the job. So that's autonomy. Mastery is you're going to become a master at your craft. And I'm not just talking about a, a woodworker, uh, a carpenter. That certainly is an aspect of it. But you could be a master at writing blogs. You could be a master at producing a film. And a lot of the guys we train, they are masters at their craft, master jewelers, uh, master marketers, master finance people, right? So in your job, is it allowing you to have the ability to become a master at your craft? And then the third thing is purpose, meaning is this job bigger than me? Am I consumed by my thoughts of what this job will do to benefit fit the people around me? Maybe it's the group of people I'm working with or the people that the product is for. So if you have those three things, you're pretty much in a job that, that you should keep. <laughs> or if you don't have those three things, then you either have to find something outside of your job to fill that hole. Maybe your job doesn't give you uh, mastery, so maybe you go to work and then after work you go become a, a master violinist. I don't know, but it's not optimal. Or... You look for a new job that gives you all three things. Or you take the lead and you make your job what you want it to be where you can get autonomy, mastery, and purpose. Huh. Okay, uh, that, that really went off on a tangent, but it's a good learning lesson for everybody that's listening to this. And this I'll, I'll, I'll end it there. Okay, tip 
Number four, tip number four, something I am experimenting with. I'm, this is going to be a repeat here, but I am experimenting with training with t- wide toe shoes. And now we've, I basically got to every point. A couple of weeks ago, I said uh, I went from walking to linear running. Now I'm running football drills today. First time ever did tough man work in wide-toed minimalist shoes. On that note, and I may be the worst salesperson ever, so apologies, but I'm very happy to say that Zero Shoes, a wide-toed shoe company, a minimalist shoe company that, that man, I, I tried their shoes on a few weeks ago. It was glorious. It was, it was, you know, I usually hate putting shoes on. They would hurt my feet. Uh, I crammed my toes into them. These things were, it was like wearing slippers, but slippers that made your feet stronger. Your ankles more mobile, your hips more mobile, right? Like when you're wearing these minimalist wide-toed shoes, it helps correct every other compensation pattern that you have because you can't compensate anymore, right? You got your feet dug into the ground. Anyway, the company Zero Shoes is now an affiliate of Advanced Training. So if you want to help support this podcast, you want to help support Advanced Training, you want to help support yourself literally and figuratively, right? These shoes are sick. Uh, Go to zeroshoes.com slash go slash MahoneyAT. That's zeroshoes.com slash go slash MahoneyAT. So if you buy sneakers or shoes from this website, buy them for a friend, great Christmas gift, whatever you want to do with it, buy them for yourself. Uh... Proceeds, a small amount, a very small amount, will will go to advanced training, and then we can use it, put it back into the program like we always do. Get our guys uh, new toys, new shirts, whatever. All right. So thank you for the support in advance. If you want to talk more about it, zero shoes, let me know. Okay. The last tip, actually the weirdest thing I saw, which is going to lead into this week's challenge, is that uh, today we had a training session. Yes, it's Sunday, and the weirdest thing I saw was that uh, Hezra, <laughs> he came late. Not only did he come late, he wore a bright fluorescent yellow shirt. Maybe it was green. I can't remember. But it wasn't weird that he was wearing a fluorescent shirt. It was weird that he came late and wore a fluorescent shirt where a guy said, that's the wrong color shirt to be wearing if you're trying to sneak into a training program. Because like, we, we were like knee deep into the workout. And I look up and I see this bright shirt. I'm like, who is this guy? Anyway, that was kind of the weird part. But the great part of this is what Hezra said to me afterwards because I repeated Joe Deradita's line. I said, Hezra. That's the wrong color shirt to be wearing when you try to sneak into a workout. He said, I don't hide from my mistakes. I, I live up to them. So I, I gave him a big hug because I love that. He's That's how you take ownership and accountability for yourself. He said, I don't hide from my mistakes. So, Hezra, you turned a negative into a positive. I love you, man. Okay, let's get into this week's challenge. So the challenge this week, the tag team challenge, was called Tap Out. Tap Out. What does Tap Out mean? Tap Out means we're going to have... Three teams go at the same exact time, and they, what they're going to do is they're going to perform a set of reverse sliders from one end, one sideline of a football field, to the other sideline, and then come back. What does the tap out part mean? It means that when you can't go anymore, all right, so I'm going to go and go and go. I'm going to go and go and go, and then when I get too tired, I'm going to tap out and tag my partner, and they're going to go and go and go. They're going to go and go, and when they get too tired, they're going to tap out and tag the next guy, right? So there's three teams that we're going to go head today in this tap out drill. Now... Here's where it gets a little interesting. Because it was uh, maybe cold, or because we tra- changed our training from a Saturday to a Sunday, we had about 50% attendance today. So what happened was, we were supposed to train Saturday morning, but the weather report said that, that we were supposed to have horrific weather here in Staten Island, New York. I'm checking the weather. I try to give our guys like way more than 12 hours notice when I can to change the workout. This way they can get their social lives in order or their lives in order in general. So we changed it from Saturday to Sunday morning. Well, I wake up Saturday morning, and of course there is no storm. And of course it's 45 degrees. 
which is pretty nice for this time of year in New York City. I'm begging for 45 degrees, as we were this morning, because this morning, it felt like 9. Anyway, yesterday morning, 45 degrees, no snow, no rain. We could have trained, but as it works with the, uh, as we call them, the advanced training gods, they were laughing at me as I woke up on Saturday morning, seething that it didn't rain or snow. Having said that, if I didn't reschedule the workout... It would have been six feet of snow or a sheet of ice on the ground. Anyway, so we canceled, we rescheduled Saturday's session to Sunday. We had about 50% attendance. To add on to it, as I said before, it now feels like seven. And to add on to it, it was daylight savings time, so everybody lost an hour of sleep. So the fact that we had seven, uh, 50% attendance was great. I'm happy with that. But, again, because Hester was late, it did add a a penalty to his team. So here's what we had. We had two teams of three and one team of two. If you are astute, you would realize that the more functional people you had on your team for this challenge, the better. If you have two guys, as Derrida and Steve Armato did, it gets real tiring real fast to tag on and off for a hundred, about 100 yards worth of sliders, right? If you've got three guys, let's just say that all things being created equal, you're going to do 100 yards worth of sliders. Uh, each guy gets to go 50 yards. Well, if you've got three, guy, three guys, each guy gets to go about 33.3 yards, right? So the more guys you have, the better off you are in this challenge, assuming that each one of those guys is functional at sliders. So their Adidas team is starting off in a hole because they only have two guys. The junkyard dogs, as they like to call themselves, Moresco, Galley, Baraji, they got three guys. And then the the next team, Hester's team, the one he showed up late for, uh, him, Carol, my mind is uh, slipping me right now. Who was their third guy? Cortese, they, they have three guys, but I give them a three-second penalty. So they have to wait three seconds before they go. Everybody else gets a three-second head start, and they have to wait three seconds because Hesdra came late. So this thing goes. They're, they're all plowing across the field. They go there. They're in the middle of coming back. They're in the middle of the comeback. So they get to the sideline. They're in the middle of coming back. And I scream out, plot twist. I don't know why I didn't want to scream out like fourth quarter or overtime or something corny like that. I'm sure plot twist is also corny. But I scream out, plot twist, and say, we're adding another length. So my thought in my mind was, I wanted to see, well, originally when I thought everybody was going to be there, we were going to go across the field and back twice. So that's four total lengths. Like they're back, they're back. But then we had a lot of guys not show up, so I moved it down to there and back. But then I wanted to see how fast these guys were moving after what I thought was a pretty grueling workout section, session. In, in fact, I even cut off one of our lengths of our workout session because I didn't want them to be too tired for this tag team event. Anyway, so about... They're probably about 75% of the way through. I see that they're still moving, so I scream out plot twist and say we're going one more length. So now instead of going about 100 yards, they have to go 150 yards. And I, at least what I heard in the group text was that the two-man team, Derrida Armato, they just said that's it, we're done. There's no, they didn't, they didn't stop moving. They didn't stop moving for one second. But they were like, there's no way we're going to win this thing. Anyway, it, it actually got to be neck and neck with the two other teams. But I'm telling you right now. If the first, if Hesdra's team did not have a three-second penalty, it might have been a tie. And if it was a tie, whew, <laughs> it'd be pretty sick if we had a, Usually with our rules, you do it again. I would hate to have these guys have to do it again. But anyway, the Hesdra, Carroll, Cortese team put up a pretty sick fight, despite the fact that they had a th- lost three seconds, and they just, just got edged out by 
the Junkyard Dogs, who now have three or four consecutive wins in a row. So this week it's Baraji, Marechko, Galli. These guys killed it. And now, as always, they get to choose who's going to go head-to-head in the final competition. So the final competition is a head-to-head competition. It couldn't be a double elimination this week because we don't have enough guys left that aren't eliminated. Uh, so I don't know guys at this training session left that weren't eliminated to even have two sets of challenges. So what was the challenge? So this is kind of a foreshadowing for future events. Uh, every now and again, I send these guys clues through our weekly group text to let them know what's coming. And usually 0% of the time, anyone figures out what I'm doing, which is a little bit disappointing. So this week, I sent these guys a video of a training uh, session that I had, a short one, explaining a drill that I was doing, and it was from the summer. And I put some stupid comment in, like, I, I can't wait till I get to work out in a t-shirt again, right? I didn't really, why would I ever post something stupid like that to, to this training crew? They don't need to see that, right? I'm, it's ridiculous. But there was a hint that I was hoping these guys would see the drill and mentally slash emotionally prepare themselves for this drill. So we did the drill during our training session today, and then we took the same drill and just made it just a bit harder, not too hard, but just a bit harder for the head-to-head. So the winning team, Baraji's team, Marisco's team, Galley's team, they pick, they want to go head-to-head, Cortese, who's undefeated, and Carol, who's undefeated. And what the drill is, imagine there is a rectangle on a field. So there's a rectangle of boxes. It is eight yards wide by 15 yards long person who's about to go first, uh, they're laying down, face down on the ground with their feet at one corner of the box. They get up, they sprint eight yards across, they put their feet on sliders, and now they slide 15 yards down the box. After they slide 15 yards down the box, they get off the sliders, they break to their left, sprint as fast as possible eight yards, then when they get to that cone at eight yards, they plant their foot in the ground, break 90 degrees, and sprint back to the start point. So that was the drill. Now, these six sick human beings, were, I heard them say, this is too easy, coach. Make this best out of three or best out of seven because they wanted to see something brutal. But my point is is that all this stuff doesn't have to be brutal. Right? We're going we're gonna to change it up every week. Guys, I don't want you to know what's coming. I don't want you walking into these things ever feeling a bit too comfortable that you know what's going on, even if I'm giving you clues. Maybe now I'm not even going to give you, maybe I'll give you the wrong clue. I don't know. But we got to change it up to keep people on their toes because, again, what we're trying to do is push people mentally, physically, emotionally to levels that they weren't at before. We, we want these guys to be the best possible versions of themselves. So this was essentially a speed drill. How fast can you get this thing done? I've even commented it in the video that I made. This is, I think this would be a great football conditioning test because it works on agility, it works on speed, it works on relative body strength. Anyway, it works on getting up off the ground. Hopefully you're not getting knocked down too much during a football game. But this was the actual drill. So Cortese goes first. The kid he flies. He flies. Uh, he gets it done in 15.5 seconds. What's great is the guy said, we want to see two fast guys go head-to-head, and they picked Carol. And Carol said, man, I've never been called fast before. I, I, I appreciate you guys for saying that. And, uh, man, he looked fast too. And I remember, again, I talked about Carol a few weeks ago that he's come a really long way. And he had foot serious foot problems when, he, when I first started training him. And it looks like those foot problems are gone. But he was flying, flying. So Cortese got 15.5 and Carroll got uh, 16.5. So it was about a second off. And I think the difference was that when Carroll finished his sliders, 
He just didn't get up that fast. I think he didn't realize he was done. He kind of finished the slider and then didn't make a, a great transition out of it. That might have been the one-second difference. And with a guy like Cortese, who was a, a cornerback, a slot receiver, super agile, uh, like insane footwork. By the way, the actual best the best thing that happened in training that during this <laughs> during this day, the best athletic thing I saw was Cortese did like a I don't know what it was. I called the Irish jig over two different people's feet as one group was sliding one way, another group was sliding another way, and he was he thought he was supposed to tag in, and then he didn't tag in, and then he almost got creamed by this other group sliding away from him. He kind of like did the, one of the best dances I've ever seen to get, his, get himself out of the way and not get crushed. So, uh, Cortese, you don't think I didn't see that sick movement that you have. Anyway, Cortese wins. Now, he is still undefeated. I think he went up a couple of spots in our rankings. It's getting interesting. Because we have a bunch of people eliminated now. We're getting, we're about to the halfway mark of the playoff season. So every point counts. Every point counts. So you guys who got a cousin's birthday party, you know who you are. Or who texted me late last night to say you're not coming. I don't know. I, I don't know what you were doing, but most people can probably guess. Uh, maybe something really did happen. Or maybe you just had a, you were at a pretty sick party. I don't know. But all these points are going to count. Not everybody's making the playoffs. Not everybody's making the playoffs, and uh, your your seeding is going to be important. Whether you get a bye week, whether you're going against a certain competitor or not, so all the all these little points, all these little challenges are adding up. All right, people, that's this week's podcast. Again, I'll just remind you: if you can, please go out and support Advanced Trading uh, and support yourself. It is zeroshoes.com/go/mahoneyat. That is zeroshoes.com/go/mahoneyat. All right, thank you.